Hello everyone and welcome back to Real Horror Show. I'm your host Samantha and I'm joined as always by the stormy skies. What up? I wonder if our listener knows that we're talking about secret stuff off mic when we just start straight ahead with the intro and not the last bit of our conversation pre-recording. Yeah, I would hope that they would just like think that we're not like, hey, Sam, and you're like, hey, Storm, we're like, okay, time to record. Like, I don't know if you, I don't know, listener, if you've listened to other episodes back in the day where we used to say we would have like a weekly phone call and this is it (laughs) to catch up. Yeah, it still is. It still is, especially in in pandemic times. Because come, oh shit, next weekend, I'm not going to be seeing my friends ever again. (laughs) Oh my god, yeah. We've been so spoiled in this area. I keep talking about how our cases have been low and that we know, like, we're only hanging out with each other. And so that's been fine. But one friend is a school teacher and one friend is a school nurse. So as soon as August 1st rolls around, it's bye. Right. (laughs) We'll see you when... We'll see you when you don't test positive. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, Test positive. But yeah, what's happening with you? Well, you know, um, just uh, nothing too exciting. Just trudging on, getting these lectures ready for... Fall, and speaking of fall, I don't know if I told you, but I just found out, like, I just got, like, the definitive response from the campus that I work at, that, um, I work at a community college, and, uh, they asked all the faculty members, uh, they were like, for fall, do you want to do face-to-face or remote or, like, blended? And I was like, remote. And they were like, okay. And then like weeks pass, and they're like, just like uh, whatever you chose, we'll support you. So we're gonna let the students know that if you chose remote, that the class is gonna be remote. So students that want a remote class can go into your class, and this, that, and the other. If they want face to face, they go in the other class. So it was, it's really super cool that the campus is like about to support us with our like choices. Like we literally just chose what we wanted to do. Yeah however we felt comfortable and so i'm um, preparing my lectures for remote only for all fall that's so i don't even have to set foot on campus that's great i so, i really like that um it is very super cool and i not trying to be a jerk to people who like are literally just dealing with hell right now with their colleges or universities or elementary high school but i just got super duper lucky with this community college yeah no (laughs) you did i'm glad that they asked the professors because i feel like not a lot of universities are doing that and you know they're just like you're going back or you're fired i feel like that's what i've been seeing a lot of and that's terrible man yeah um the community college here we have a new volunteer at the place i work and i was asking her what their plans are because she's going to be a freshman this year at the community college and she said it's very weird and it is very weird. Um, I guess the first few weeks are going to be mandatory online classes. And then after that period, professors will have the option if they need to have in-person sessions, 
they will be allowed to do so. And then when they come back from winter break, it'll just be all online again. And ah, oh, I see. And then whenever stuff like that happens, don't you want to say to yourself, like, just do it yeah. all online, you know, like, yeah. And I kind awkward. of understand why they are giving the option that if they need to meet online, they not, I mean, in person, they have it because I've been thinking a lot about yeah. science classes like biology and chemistry where you yes. need to yes. do in-person stuff. Yeah, you need those hands-on labs in order to apply your, that, that knowledge. So that's very, very like uh, different, and that it will take a lot of thinking about. Yeah. And know. I mean, you could very easily just, if it's a small enough class, just schedule times for like four students to come in and do their lab experiment at one time. Because with a class like with any science class, you have to wear protective gear anyway, and then wash down your station. So I feel like in that environment mm -hmm. it would be easier to contain than just sitting in a english classroom li listening to a lecture because yeah. nobody and you, you don't need to yeah. clean your seat after you've listened to an english lecture uh, right. you just um and yeah you made an excellent point with like i didn't even think about how they do wear that protective gear they have to and they take all those precautions like anyway yeah so so that's a great point so maybe the chemistry classes are going to be re regulated or relegated to fall semester so they can just get it out of the way see what happens but i don't know yeah yeah that's a good point um also i don't know if like i don't know if a lot of other schools are like this um but if you are just taking like a science gen ed uh whenever i like um tutored like um a student with disabilities she was unable to come to classes a lot of the time and so they actually have this option that i didn't know existed that they can actually send home with her a lab kit oh that's really that cool she can actually perform these experiments this is just a gen yeah. ed it's not like nothing serious yeah, they're not going to but... give you a hydraulic acid to take home <laughs> exactly but i didn't even realize i was like oh shit so for gen eds if people are wondering like oh how do you do like the basic labs you know like the easy stuff there is like a like a home test that i'm sure smaller classes students can receive that um and then follow follow along you know via zoom and you know wherever if they have a laptop and stuff so and that's like one option that i know of yeah and i bet you can do something like that with geology too which was the easy gen ed science class yeah. i took because it's just rocks <laughs> like the assignment yeah, could dude, literally be this assignment could literally be go outside and find a rock and <laughs> describe <laughs> no offense to geologists out there and then it's like what kind of rock is this and you're like it's a piece of concrete sorry <laughs> we go get another rock that's amazing but yeah even stuff like that if you have the choice science classes choose like the one that you know you don't need to get a do a lab you know what i mean yeah. like if possible and if you have to make it like a very easy one like the geology get the rocks yeah. outside and you know it's it's college so i think most universities you're going to be able to push your single gen ed science class to your second semester if you're not a science major because i think i only needed one science class 
as an English major. Yeah, I literally just needed one yeah. science class. So like, what is that, like three credits of science yeah. just to like get that out of the way? So if you're an English major or a non-science major, if and you only need one, just push it off to your second year if you can. Yeah, it's literally not that important and you'll never use it. Like my, my gen ed science was like just chemistry 101 and I'm trying to think, like, I think there was a lab. I can't remember, like, what we even did. All I remember is that class was just, like, balancing, like, formulas. Yeah. And that's it. You know what I yeah. mean? <laughs> Super hard. And if you are worried that you're not good at math and sciences, my advice to you is to date and marry a science or math major. Don't marry someone in your liberal arts major. Yes. I would agree with that. One of my best friends is a chemist, and, like, I became friends with him. Not that, like, he helped me, but, like, I feel like I should have asked him to help mm -hmm. me with chemistry back in the day when we first became friends. But do what Sam said and, like, become friends or date a chemist. Yeah. So they could just help you with class. It's really hard. Yeah, because for, even Luke is more you know. science knowledgeable than us because he's a exercise major he's an athletic trainer so he he already has that like background of biology like, like yeah yeah like yeah exactly it's more like anatomy and stuff and physiology but still you have to have more of a science background than like english class yeah. you know what i mean like it's really hard for me like the chemistry part was so hard but english is easy for us yeah so, you know. i can uh remember back to my second semester freshman year this one guy i knew in high school just messaged me on facebook out of the blue probably because he was lonely and wanted a date <laughs> it definitely was that and <laughs> he was like so what's the english program at radford like i'm like yeah it's good i like it i'm a freshman so i haven't really gotten into my 300 courses yet he was like that's cool i'm thinking of transferring maybe you could give me a tour smiley face and Oh my God. And that was the moment I realized, I'm not going to date another English major. That would be a horrible decision. Yeah, that would be too much. I couldn't imagine that now, you know, like dealing with opposing views on like literature and film and things like that. Could you imagine? <laughs> it would just suck. And you know, what? I made the right call because now he is like the manager at bojangles or something and he's a struggling wattpad writer <laughs> not to be a bitch oh my god yeah <laughs> but anyway anyway uh oh sam you know what he's probably doing right now he's probably delivering a pizza <laughs> delivering a pizza just like the protagonist of the movie we're talking about today pizza is an indian so. Hindi language horror film directed by Akshay Akineni. The film is a remake of the 2012 Tamil film and was released on July 18th, 2014. The film was declared average. The critical and commercial success <laughs> of the Tamil version led to its remakes in Kannada and Bengali. The remake rates for the Hindi version were bought by Bajoy 210,000 dollars which itself was the actual budget of the original version i i panicked for a bit because i thought i forgot to uh do the conversion rate for rubles to usd 
Wait, it's ru no rupees. Uh -oh. What's the? I don't think it's rubles. Rubles are Russian. Um, Indian currency. It's a rupee. It's a rupee. Indian okay, rupee. I thought it was a rupee. It is but I was like, oh shit. It started with Oh shit, R. do I sound stupid yeah. saying the Hyrule currency is the Indian currency? So I think we ran into this with either 6 minus 5 equals 2 or 1920 London, where it was a remake of an already existing Indian horror film, but since it was done in one of their other languages, they remade it into Hindi. Okay. Um... I don't. I don't know which one. Which one of those movies before it was? Then I'm not sure. So I'll just uh, touch on it again vaguely. It's been a while since I read up on like Indian language history. Um, so there are like multiple different languages in India, and part of that is due to just you know geography and areas, and so English tends to be there main language because after colonization and kicking England out, they couldn't really mm -hmm. settle on what their national language would be, so you end up with a whole mishmash of different languages. It's really cool, but ultimately most of them do speak English as well as Bengali or Kannada or Hindi or Tamil. Uh, but that's just a very vague overview if you that I learned in my history of the English language course way back yeah. in 2015 <laughs> um and you know what that's pretty interesting because that answers a question that I just had um whenever I update our uh, movie spreadsheet there is another Indian horror movie on Netflix and the title I don't know what it's called i forget but it's it has like the subtitle of the three different languages and i wasn't really sure what that mm -hmm. those words meant because i wasn't aware that there were multiple languages yeah. but it said like one says like hindi bengali and the other says tamil yeah. so i think it's just three and i was like what does that mean but it's like the it's the same movie it's just in three different languages so yeah. there's another one on netflix and they got all three so that's pretty interesting yeah i think a big part of it is regionality and the reason, like, they probably would have settled on just a singular national language had England not come in in the 17, 1800s and said, you're all going to speak English now. And so they right. kind of, I don't want to say English is their national language, because what even is a national language? Um, yeah. But most, most of them do speak some English. And you can, in pizza... <laughs> The movie Pizza, they do sometimes use English phrases, which I thought was interesting because it reminded me a bit of Parasite because they did the same thing in Parasite to like really emphasize a point. Yeah, I I really enjoy watching films um, and uh, being surprised when they like switch really quick. Um, is what I like saw like in Pizza. They'll just like kind of switch say a phrase a whole phrase in english or say like half of a phrase in english and i was like oh that's pretty interesting and i was like they're just like kind of and it's just like naturally how they speak so it's not like they have to say this one in english like they're reading from something that's an english language it's just their natural speech it's really cool yeah bilingual people are really cool because they just have the ability to switch 
between the two. I know. I feel like it just makes me feel like such a fool. Makes me feel stupid for not keeping up with Spanish. I know. I should keep up with French, and I just uh, I don't. I don't even want to talk about wallowing in my own self pity about not knowing a second language fluently. Like Spanish played such a great role in me becoming a better editor. I'm not sure if your foreign language teacher taught you this or a second language teacher. I'm sorry. Um, but they emphasize that learning another language does help you grasp English grammatical concepts better because you're learn. I, I don't know the science behind it, but I do think it really did help me. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's awesome. And that like, that does make sense. Like thinking about it because you're getting, and if I would getting get double the grammatical education. Yeah. Yeah, you sure are. Like, gr- if you think grammar is hard in English, you guys, like, just just you wait until you, like, are learning grammar in a different language. I remember that was a difficult thing to learn when I was taking French classes. It's just like, whew. <laughs> very hard. Very hard, but very worth it. So don't give up if you're learning a language. Don't give up. You can do it. Do it. Use, I know we make fun of um, Duolingo a lot, but use Duolingo to your benefit. Yeah, it's like free uh, on the app. Just do it every day a little bit. Watch movies and the language you're interested in. It helps. It really does. Mm-hmm. So just do whatever you can. And you know what? All these Latin and Germanic languages. I remember that English is not a Latin romance language. It's Germanic with some with some yep. romance influence because of the trade culture. Um, Languages in the Asia region are very difficult to learn. Um, I, I went to school with a couple of Vietnamese kids, and they said it sucks because um, they have the same word for multiple definitions, but it's your inflection that changes the meaning of the word. Oh, that's interesting. So that's what yeah. makes it makes them harder languages to learn, and also it's a completely different alphabet. And language is just fun. Everybody should study languages at some point. Yes, absolutely they should. Just the differences and how they came to be. Anyway, let's talk about... (laughs) I gotta get this out of the way because I'm gonna be horny on Maine. The lead actor in this movie is so fucking pretty. I know he is. I thought about that too because, like, his eyes are like, yeah. like the color of honey. Yeah. and I was like, no. oh my god, he's so. That handsome. was my note. Is oh my fucking god, his eyes. <laughs> oh no! And then he was like being like a jerk in the beginning, but he really had a full transformation. Oh, yeah. Um, but still, I was like, oh my god, this pizza guy is so handsome. No, he was like, I was like, in the very beginning with him and his girlfriend, I was just like, why are they so pretty? I know she is so pretty and it's she's not like it's not like she's like full-blown like extremely drop-dead gorgeous like with a face full of makeup she's just very very pretty like naturally and she's kind of quirky so it makes her like more pretty like her personality no they I really liked them they had really good chemistry 
did. They really did. And she is a horror writer. And I was like, oh my God. I like totally identified with her right off the bat. That was so cool. And her apartment was all cute and boho. And I was like, oh, that's that's one of my notes. I love their apartment. (laughs) Dude, I know. And then he like complained about it. And I was like, what's wrong with the apartment? It's great. (laughs) Like, it's excellent, dude. Fucking maniac. So yeah, I think just spoiler alert, this is we've watched three Bollywood Hindi language films so far on this podcast. And I think this one's probably my favorite. My favorite because shit's wild. shit's wild in this. It's very wild and I thought it did have like some decent scares and the overall chemistry with all the actors felt a lot more natural. Yeah. They do a really good job at establishing the relationships between all these people, and I appreciate that. Yes, yes, um, I appreciate that as well. The only problem with this movie, though, is that there's no dancing. No, and I thought there might be. We'll get to this more with the production side of things, um, but the opening credits sequence... That was cool as hell. (laughs) I liked it, and that's part of the reason why I'm not sure if we're supposed to take this movie seriously or if it's supposed to be more of a horror comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's a good question, and I'm not sure what the answer is. It would be both. (laughs) Yeah. It's easier to tell with English language films. um, Yeah. For us, I guess, because I guess we've watched Spanish language. We've watched... I guess we watched a Korean horror film last week. Anyway... I can tell when they're trying to be a horror comedy in English because I'm neither scared nor laughing. <laughs> You're just like, it's. <laughs> also, I feel like uh, there's like different cultural things that we are already aware of in horror culture that mm-hmm. we know we can kind of like immediately know the difference just by like reading the title, I think. Yeah. And for this one, we, we really aren't sure because <laughs> it could go either way yeah. honestly i i would say it's a self-aware horror movie that's a great that's a great way to describe it without like just totally like brushing it away like oh it's, it's just a comedy like it's it is very self-aware um and also th- this is more for the story but like it's got a uh it's got an unreliable narrator for most of the movie which kind of throws the audience mm-hmm. for a loop a little bit and it's it's very clever in that way so it, yeah it's just um kind of got all these layers and it's a little bit past past the uh it's it's like a little better than any other horror comedy that i can think of so yeah yeah and the unreliableness of uh Kunal, Kunal, Kunal is um that that actually got me a few times. There's one there that one moment in particular where you think Nikita's arrived to save him, and the ghosts show up and cut her head off, and then suddenly she's gone. And it was like, wait, was she actually yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. Uh, there's all these things with the haunted house, and we'll we'll just have to like talk all about that in story. Let's first before we get ahead of yeah. ourselves, let's just first. Just, discuss performance with the actors yeah like i said i thought they were all very natural and played off each other very well yes i 
I, I would definitely agree with that. And um, I uh, think that the main character at first, like, you know, I, did, I didn't really like, like him because he was trying to be like pretty rude to his girl, but he really like went through an instant maturity phase after he found out his girlfriend was pregnant. And then they kind of like, uh, planned on like this other little scheme which we'll discuss later and then he really like matured and like discovered the worth of his uh, wife's c- career of writing so yeah well well done to that yeah. that guy because <laughs> he was like he was handsome but he and was like really being a jerk in the beginning I was like you're just a pizza guy you know like how dare you say that mm-hmm. she like should try something else being a horror writer is super cool and I can hashtag relate because David's not super into horror yeah. stuff so yep, I can <laughs> very very relatable couple not understanding each other's yeah interests. and it was it's actually so funny because in the beginning of the movie it's like already a scary montage but then he wakes up he's actually having a nightmare and his wife is like watching a scary movie on tv and he says like she watches scary movies like 24 7 or something and she's like i have to create an ambience and i was like that's fucking great like so I can definitely see you and I being in that exact position where we're like, sorry, we have to do this because we're going to discuss it. But I also want to watch other movies because mm-hmm. we need to compare. And I like to watch horror movies anyway. So just like wall to wall horror. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes that becomes an issue because I really uh, sometimes procrastinate. Mm-hmm watching horror movies for the podcast because like for this i watched it at work so my notes are kind of vague and i just kept going back and forth between what i was supposed to do and yeah yeah understand (laughs) um and i could have watched this last night but i finally decided to rent the new horror movie swallow which was very good cool i like remember being really interested in that when the trailer was like sweeping social media and then I totally forgot about it until just now that's that it's like that lady who like swallows stuff that's not food she develops pica while she's pregnant and just swallows stuff that she shouldn't be swallowing and wild it's definitely one of those horror movies where normie horror fans are gonna be like oh it's not horror like, well, it is because it makes you go, ugh, ugh. <laughs> Yeah, it would definitely, you- it made me do that, like, just watching the trailer, because uh, it just goes right through me, man. Like, sw- you know that swallowing stuff, if it, yeah. if it is corners and you just don't chew it up good, yeah. <laughs> you know it doesn't feel right. But it ended up being a lot deeper than I was expecting, so I really liked it. It's definitely leans heavier on the drama side than the horror side, but when she's swallowing stuff and you're just grossed out, which is the goal of body horror. It's not necessarily to scare you. It's to make you uncomfortable. Yeah. So let me see if it is like, is it streaming or you said you rented it? I, it's only available for rent, but I rented it for only like $5. Sweet. Okay, cool. Off YouTube. Yeah. You, I showed YouTube. Okay. That's cool. I'll keep an eye. I wonder, I'm not sure if I can share rentals with people. Let me see. Oh my God. Because I have it for, I have it for forty eight oh, hours. That'd be like super cool if you could share rentals. What? I don't okay, think I can. I can't. I understand. Maybe I'll just set up a 
Discord stream and you can watch what? it. You could do that? Yeah, I can live stream from Discord. Oh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. All, this, all these technologies um, and using them all at the same time makes Jack confused. When I say Jack, I mean Stormy. <laughs> Jack Andrews. He's not very technological. Oh my God. We don't talk about Jack Andrews, who is nobody. He's not here. What? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, moving into story, because we've been at this for half an hour. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, my goodness. <laughs> this movie's opening kind of threw me off because it felt like they were just diving straight into the horror. I was like, I don't know this guy. Is he just going to die? <laughs> I felt that way, too, the exact is same he, way. Is he going to die in a haunted elevator? Going to the 14th floor, which I had to look up. I don't think 14 is an unlucky number in uh, Hindi culture. But I, I thought that was interesting that it was 14 and not 13. So I looked that up. But I th don't think it's unlucky. Yeah, I, I thought they were jumping in really fast, too. So I actually what I did was I actually paused the movie to see how long it was, just in case they were. And I was like, oh, no, it's got like an hour, 40 minutes go and then he like was having a bad dream and i was like ah fucking a clever oh well 14 is a very unlucky number in chinese four and 14 because the word four and death are very similar in mandarin oh interesting so i don't know why it's the 14th floor i think eight is the unlucky number in India, so... Huh. I don't know. It was just something I looked up because I thought it was interesting and maybe had some cultural meaning, but I don't yeah. get that. <laughs> but then he wakes up from the dream, which is a recurring theme throughout this yes. movie. <laughs> um, and his girlfriend, like Stormy said, was watching a horror movie. Yeah, she was watching, like, some weird The Ring shit <laughs> with a girl with long hair whipping her head all around and he's like there's yeah he's like all you do it's he's like it's your fault i have these nightmares because all you do is watch fucking horror movies all day long and she's like yeah it's because i have to write a horror novel and i was like oh, amazing he does make kind of a valid point i don't think i would watch a horror movie in bed while david's <laughs> sleeping yeah, that's true. It was like the day daytime too. So she was like, I feel like the first thing she did when she woke up was like, put it on and sit in bed and watch it. Which is wild because I usually have to warm up before I watch my first movie of the day. I gotta watch a couple YouTube videos or one of the game shows I've taken up during quarantine. Nice. Yep, I gotta do the same thing. I've, we, Luke and I have been watching Forged in Fire on Hulu. They just kind of nice. like make stuff like weapons. And <laughs> so that's like the warm up we use. David and I have started watching BuzzFeed Unsolved. Oh, interesting. BuzzFeed. Yeah, I like it because it's one guy who really believes in ghosts and one guy who doesn't believe in them at all. And their goal with the series is to answer the question, are ghosts real? And so far it's looking like no. Oh, really? Oh, that's cool. And it's about ghosts. That's interesting. And other paranormal things. Nice. Well, let me know. Like they tried finding... They tried finding Mothman in one episode, but didn't succeed. Surprise, yeah, surprise. And that Mothman. Yeah, well, let me know if it ever swings in the favor of ghosts being real. I would like, I would love to know if they are or not. 
I mean, I don't think they are. <laughs> what I think it is is just multiple timelines occurring at a single moment, and so weird shit happens because of that. Oh, very interesting thought. What are their thoughts on, like, a haunted house, huh? like, in the pizza? Well, I mean, with a haunted house, it exists because somebody built it. So if my multiple timeline theories occurring at one time is true, the people who built the house are still living in that house when we visit it in Whoa, the future. Oh, so, so you're telling... you ever? Did you ever watch the Ab Abigail Breslin movie Haunted, I think it's uh, called? Fuck shit, maybe. Let me see. Haunted movie. 2011? The Haunt. Oh, wait. Oh, there's a, there's a lot wait, of Haunted, no. Sam. <laughs> Which one? Yeah. I'll look oh, for no. There's too many. But anyway, the guy's a pizza delivery man, and he has to deliver a pizza, and it turns out his boss's wife is possessed by a demon yes. or something. Okay, uh, it's called Haunter with Abigail Breslin. And basically, it's kind of the same twist as um, the others with Nicole Kidman. Oh, yes, I see her hair is like that. Okay. It turns out they're the ghosts, but think they're being haunted. I think it's situations like that where everything's just happening one time and things get fucked up. Oh. So it's like. The others. That's the Nicole Kidman movie yes. I'm thinking of. Wow. Yeah, so are you telling me that it's like the, it's like, um, almost like, like different, not dimensions, but like different realities, like alternate realities? Yeah. Oh, what? And people still live there? But th that's fucking crazy. But that's very interesting. I feel like I may have heard that theory, like vaguely reading something or watching something maybe a long time ago but I can definitely get behind that idea as well that that makes a lot of sense and there's no way of knowing that alternate realities don't exist uh you know yeah. what I mean so. <laughs> yeah I, I just feel like it's a little more optimistic because I feel like being a ghost would fucking suck yeah and yeah um but I also want to believe that, like, something happens to us when we die, we don't just stop existing because it's really fucked up that, like, once we're gone, everything we were is just gone. Our mind just disappears. But what happens to our mind for real, though? Like, it can't just disappear. <laughs> yeah, it sure can't. I have friends who are listening to this who are screaming at me right now. This is this would be an interesting conversation for us to have on a mini show. Yeah, that would be super cool. We can like every mini show. We should probably we should like discuss a general theme, you know, like our ghosts real, and and yeah. Sam's theory and my theory. That's pretty cool. Anyway, yeah. could you imagine Sam being in a haunted house that was real? That was the haunted house that he went to, which was fucking insane. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there were some, like, genuinely good scares the second time he went to the house to take the wife her pizza with broccoli on it. You? <laughs> yeah, some weird-ass pizza. Like, don't get me wrong. I fucking love broccoli. But if broccoli is just an ingredient in anything where it's not the focal point, it just steals the show, and I don't like that. 
Right, yeah, the pizza had, like, tomato slices, and then broccoli, and then, like, other things. Yeah, yeah. at <laughs> our favorite local restaurant, I like to get the vegetarian quesadillas, mm. and it comes with portobello mushroom, tomatoes, nice. and broccoli, but I always request the broccoli off because I want to enjoy the portobello mushrooms. Yeah, portobello mushrooms are freaking amazing. Mushrooms kind of seem out of place in a quesadilla. Well, it's vegetarian. Yeah, but, like, what about, like, green peppers, maybe? I think there might... I haven't had it in a while, because I don't trust that it'll get here in one piece if I order takeout. I see. Um, (laughs) So, the second time he goes to the house, uh, the boss convinces him, hey, my wife's not dangerous, bro, and it's bullshit, and the guy's, like, stuck in the house for several hours. Listen, that was tripping me out super hard because I honestly thought, because I thought too hard about it, that when he brings the pizza in and the pizza starts, the pieces start to disappear and the pizza starts to like go bad and the bugs go on and stuff. And I was like, oh my God, has he been stuck there for like years? And I really thought he was stuck there for like four years because the cops come and were like, they're like, no one's lived here for four years. And I was like, what? He's been stuck there for four years. But it was just like a, my mistake. <laughs> he was not stuck there for years. The scene where the pregnant woman is sitting on the couch and the baby starts ripping through her stomach and then there's a jump scare. That got me. That was a good scare. Dude, you know what freaked me out? It wasn't a jump scare, but like this is a, this is actually something that would like scare the shit out of me if I saw it actually happen. Is like whenever little kids' toys just go by themselves. Yeah. And like first there was like the cop car, which is clever because they were like the cop bring the cops, and the little cop car came. But then he went into the kids' room, and all of the toys were on. And I was like, ah! I was like, oh my god, I'd fucking scream if I saw that. God, mm-hmm. that scared the crap out of me. Just everything becomes scarier when it involves children's toys. Yes, it just, it sure does. Because we have this idea that they're just cute little innocent things, but when they're reanimated by a ghost, they're evil. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They're only meant Um. to harm you. But yeah, him stuck in that house, whenever we're watching it, as like the audience, we're only seeing that... He's stuck in, like, a legit haunted house with, like, dead a dead couple that is, like, tormenting him, and he can't get out. And one of the one of the coolest parts, I think, when he's there the first time is when he tries to escape the house, and he grabs that baseball bat and tries to break the window, and the bat breaks. And I was yeah. like, what? <laughs> I actually laughed at that because that was just such a... His reactions to everything throughout this movie are just how I would react to things, just yeah. more annoyed than anything. More annoyed than scared. <laughs> like, are you fucking kidding me with this shit? Yeah, like, seriously, you mean the window won't fucking break? The fucking baseball bat? Oh, uh, yeah, but, like, could you imagine, like, not being able to get out of someone's house, trying to give them the pizza? Like, God... And she had, like, go get change, you know, like, just have change ready, pay with your card Mm -hmm. over the phone, whatever. Yeah, let's move towards a cashless society, man. Yeah, for sure, dude. That way the government can steal our money whenever they want. Oh, man, I know, right? Because our money becomes simply a number, and it's not like paper, like material money. (laughs) Yeah. Um, 
So anyway, Kunel tries to escape. The police show up and they get dragged into the house and are killed. Yeah, rest in peace. And then, like a little bitch, Kunal runs away. <laughs> and uh, Nikki's nowhere to be found. Yeah, oh man. Where is she? So, um, goes back to the restaurant. And uh, apparently, no one's ever actually seen Nikki. So, does she even exist? Uh, I didn't catch that, but that's an interesting point. I'm. I'm reminding myself with stuff off the wikipedia page to, oh. because we're coming up on 40 we're at 41 minutes we gotta get through this <laughs> shit yeah uh no one's seen nikki but does she exist and then also side note the boss he's dealing with this weird thing where his wife is randomly like possessed by the demon of like a child and yeah, also but that's like a normal tuesday and that's like they, they really like play that shit off like oh yeah but that's not the big deal here the big deal is yeah haunted bungalow (laughs) yeah um oh how do you feel about the twist that the restaurant owner was hiding diamonds so i had no fucking idea i thought i like i figured that he might be in debt because of those guys that came in the truck like you know what i mean because it was such Mm -hmm. a nice pizza place i was like oh he's in debt or like these things but um whenever he took the candy back to his home and they and his wife like investigated it i thought it might be drugs that were in the candy wrappers but no it turns out that his boss is like smuggling or selling or whatever uncut diamonds (laughs) in boxes of candy uh yeah you know so boom and then like you know what the struggling writer she hatches a plot where she's like listen i'm about to have a baby these are worth millions of dollars why don't we just make up this crazy scary story and take them and start fresh and he's like yeah that sounds good after some convincing he agrees to do it and they hatch this crazy plot about this haunted house and they, they make it about a haunted house because the boss is right now dealing with his wife being possessed by a ghost. So it makes him simp- empathize with uh, Null and yeah, wild. But it, it all makes sense in the end. <laughs> Crazy. Mm-hmm. It all makes sense in the end. And this movie is fucking wild. It's fucking wild. And then, but then you think it's over and you're like, oh yeah, they're gonna like get on the plane and like she's gonna be a horror writer and he's gonna like whatever, deliver pizzas, whatever. And he goes to deliver his final pizza. Once he said he had to go deliver one last pizza, I was like, no. I was like, that's it. That's it, something bad's gonna happen. He goes to like a fucking house where there's like a kid's birthday party and I was like oh okay that's fine a kid's birthday party you know sometimes they have pizza and then it happens to be a ghost pizza party (laughs) and And I was like no and then and then then the movie ends and I was like god damn it so, but that then I was like, ah, oh, you got me again. So it's like at every turn, you think you know what's happening and you just don't. That was awesome and very, very fun. 
It was it was everything I wanted it to be. Once I feel like once you and I saw that intro credit thing, we both loved it. <laughs> we yes. were like, this is uh, great. <laughs> and that leads us into production, which uh yeah. I don't even know how to describe the intro, but it's not like the intro for a horror movie. It's the intro for like a weird sci-fi action movie. Yeah, it's almost like, it's almost like he was a pizza superhero. <laughs> Which honestly, every pizza delivery person is a superhero because they bring you the pizza. pizza. Yeah. And pizza is awesome and they are putting their lives on the lines right now to bring Our. us our pizza during COVID. Yes. Thank you, pizza men and women, and yeah, non-binaries. You. Yeah, thank you, guy. Thank you, pizza people. Pizza yes. delivery people. Thank you. Uh, we have the one pizza place we order from every time. We're loyal to this one place down the street, and we get one of two pizza delivery. One's a grown man, and one's like a young man. <laughs> and thanks, thanks, guys. Thank you so much for delivering the pizza to our house. Thank you. Appreciate you. Yeah. And I thought the overall production value of this movie was really good. It Excellent. looked great. Yeah. There are some very beautiful shots in this movie. Um, like, I'm thinking it was after he mellowed out and grew up and accepted that he was becoming a father. There was that really intimate moment where they're like under the um, tapestry doorway with the candle. That was very pretty. Yeah. Um, um, also, the, uh, the, I guess the cinematography or editing, I'm not sure which one I, I mean when I'm talking about this, but um, it's like the shots and the different cuts of the shots uh, were actually really fun to watch. It wasn't just kind of like a very plain, you know, like, one shot cut to another shot cut to another shot it was actually like very yeah. uh very different there's a lot of different uh like what am i trying to say different angles different shots things like that so yeah. it was fun to watch it was not like boring or didn't try to be simple or take the easy way out with anything like that mm -hmm. i will say though this part where he's still in the house and the three people are hanging and then it turns into Nikki hanging. Yeah. Um, when it turned to Nikki, you could kind of see that device they were using so she could hang without actually dying. Yeah, yeah, like the chest harness thing. Yeah, you could see that kind of well, and I was like, eh, okay, should have maybe refined that a bit, but that's, like, my one and only critique. Uh, and you know what? That's actually interesting that you bring that up because I almost forgot to mention that yeah there's like this one shot of like this family hanging from the ceiling and it's like the dad the mom and is it like the kid too mm -hmm. my god and like these these images are, like really disturbing so like I know that we had fun but like when he's in the haunted house like really shocking things happen <laughs> you're just like what yeah <laughs> the the haunted house was a true haunted house yeah they just went for it uh, the dad, you know, the part where the dad tries to swing the axe and he misses yeah. and just, like, brushes his hair. Oh. I was like, how bad do you have to be at aiming not to hit the guy two feet in front of you? I know, right? Yeah, what a lame. But that dude was chugging, like, vodka or some shit. Remember when he was outside the door? 
like yelling. So maybe he was I feel just like that just make it <laughs> I feel like that would just make you more likely to hit your target if you're wasted. Yeah, that's true. You would just like overswing and like hit him too far up, <laughs> like in the shoulder or the ear. Yeah. I don't know, I'll test it this weekend. <laughs> oh my god, okay. <laughs> cool. Uh let's see. Yes. Um <laughs> Realistic horror, being a pizza delivery person and delivering to just unknown houses that could have a fucking demon in them. Yeah, and you know what? Actually, I don't know if this is, like, a thing that happened in the movie, if it's a cultural thing, but, like, every time he delivers a pizza, even when it's not to a haunted house, he, like, goes into their house to, like, give it to them. So, I feel like that's yeah. I feel like that's just a movie thing. It must be just a movie thing because I was like, whoa, what if he was like, I wouldn't let the pizza guy in my house, like especially not now, but even then, yeah. like no way, let's like, just give me the pizza. Like, because I yeah, feel fine. like I see that in a lot of movies where the pizza guy is invited into the house. And... Like, come on in, like let me like, I wasn't ready for the pizza guy to come, although I called, so let me go get your change. Oops, sorry, you gotta wait, you know, like holding him up. That's Maybe it. it's just everybody... How, no one's ever actually been a pizza delivery person, so they're just going off porn logic. Yeah, they just go inside the house like, hello, can I come in? It's like, sure, sure. Yeah, so. That's just, that was just a side note. I just, I thought about that for a little while. I was like, huh, he really just like goes right inside their house and they're like, cool with that. <laughs> That's a strange man. Anyway. Realistic horror, yeah, being stuck in a haunted house, not being able to get out. Like, God, that's terrifying. Not uh, knowing if your girlfriend existed. Not knowing if she's missing, if she's been abducted by a ghost. Uh, all that. Jeez. Um, what else? Being a pizza manager and, like, having a wife who is pregnant, but also, like, demonically possessed randomly and also having to like deal in like black market uncut diamond trade with like bad men who like are threatening to destroy your pizza company like jeez so much is happening in this movie like <laughs> could not imagine it happening to me god uncut um... diamonds man being a failing horror writer has got to be the most realistic aspect of this film. Yeah. But you you can't relate to it because you're not failing. Like, not failing, but also, like... Not every thriving. Writer, every, every writer feels like they're failing anyway. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. Because if you're a writer and you're not writing, like, 24-7, you just feel like you're not doing anything at all. Oh, yeah. I've... I've kind of gotten over that a bit. Good. I've accepted that I'm just a slow writer. Yes, and it's good to like just come to terms with the fact that you can't just like write until you die. You just have to like kind of like space things out and you know like whatever. What am I trying to say? Like no. Very few writers are going to achieve, like, Stephen King, Brandon Sanderson, that level of fame where their job is just to write and you can sit down at a desk from nine to five and just work on your novel. 
Yeah, <laughs> I could not it's, imagine. It's <laughs> Especially if you're in America and you need a job or a partner you're married to to leech off their health insurance. Yeah, exactly. Because that's a big reason I think American authors stay at their career even after they have two or three novels published. Yeah, because they because... can't afford not to, man. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, so a thunderstorm's about to start. Um, I have like your I, I don't care if it's creepy but I have your like the place you live on my AccuWeather because I always like to look and see what's going on with the weather there like sometimes and I noticed that today was like a nice day earlier so. yeah it was nice and we got a bit of a thunderstorm earlier and now it looks like it's gonna happen again oh well you know what that is that's um, a good cue universe, to read the end notes yeah that's the universe telling us that it's time to wrap it up Wrap it up, yeah. Sam and Stormy. Okay, I got the outro notes here. I was prepared this time. All right, Ooh. let's do it. <clears throat> Down my throat, okay. Real Horror Show was created by Sam Odie and Stormy Skies and is directed by Sam Odie. Uh, today, we learned that you should not deal with uncut diamond trade because it'll destroy your pizza business. Uh, yes. Yeah. That's that's that. All right, cool. Everybody should know that. Yeah, you guys. Also, like, don't deliver pizza to a house and go inside because it might be haunted. You might get stuck. All right. It might not even be haunted. You could just get murdered. Oh, my God. Exactly. It might be real-life crazy people, which is worse than a ghost house. Anyway, like what you hear, you can find Real Horror Show on Spotify, TuneIn, Google Play Store, Stitcher, and iTunes. Really, really like what you hear. Follow us on Twitter at horrorshow underscore underscore pod or search for Real Horror Show on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook at Real Horror Show. Like our page and share our stuff. We also have a website that all of our written reviews and podcasts can be found, realhorrorshow.com. We haven't posted any reviews lately. However, we have a ton of awesome reviews that you can take a look at, and they're up on our website. They're all doozy, so check them out. Yeah. You know, I've been thinking that maybe I'm the reason theater shut down, because I think it was right before everything happened that I messaged you on Facebook saying, hey, since I'm going to see a lot of horror movies on opening night now, maybe I'll just write a quick paragraph review for our website. And then, and then everything <laughs> shut down. Something so, that we could never have predicted would happen to us happened. So I think that's the universe saying, you don't need to write reviews for the website. Yeah, yeah. Like there's actually, or, like there's actually like not a review, but there's like an essay. There's also essays on our website too, you guys, that are fun to yeah. read, um, which are super cool. And there's one I really want to write about the show Dark on Netflix, which is not quite horror, but it's scary enough that it's realistic. Yeah, realistically horror. Yeah, you uh, you should. And you know what? It, uh... I, I think I will because one, I'll be writing. Um, <laughs> although not fiction, it's all good. And two, it's it's something that I really I really love that show. And people out there, if you love a show, just like write about it because it's so fun to like really delve into that if that's what you're into. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> Let's see, want to interact with us? Want to make sure we're real humans and not space vampires? Comment on our website or email us at realhorrorshowpodcast at gmail.com. Want to argue with us about something or think you have a really great horror movie review that you're dying to share? <clears throat> Excuse me. 
excuse me, with two random strangers from the internet? Well, submissions are open for movie reviews. Check out the submit page on our website and follow the rubric before sending us anything. If it's not done according to the rubric, it will be disregarded. Sorry, not sorry. Submissions are open for our yearly anthology called the October Monologues. Check out the submission guidelines on our website and send us your creepy shit. We love horror, and if you're listening, you do too. Please help us keep our project going by visiting our support page on our website where you can make a one-time donation via PayPal. We also have an Amazon wishlist if you feel like buying us something tangible will help convey your love more than a monetary donation would. Also, buy us a coffee is a button you can click that will pay us the amount you would need to buy a coffee. A little bit goes a long way. Sometimes we can't help out artists monetarily, and that's okay. By simply liking, sharing, retweeting, and even giving us an awesome review will help us out tremendously. Uh, any other pertinent news? Uh, I think I can talk about it. I haven't been told I can't, and there's a casting call out for it. Ah. Uh, people, people liked my play enough that we're turning it into an independent movie. Dude, you guys have no idea how cool it is to have, like just been have like watched sam write it go through edits have people read it on zoom because there's a pandemic so we couldn't do it in person and then just like have people love it so much that they're like dude this is worth it this is worth people seeing on the screen let's get actors and let's bring it to life and like boom it's happening so writers out there you can do it things could happen you just can do, do it, it. <laughs> He can do it. He can do it. Sam is like a living and breathing like example that like just just send it out. Just do it. If you don't know if you said should send it out, just do it. All right. Yeah. The worst they can say is no, and then you'll get over it. Yeah, you'll get over it because there's many other places that you can send it, and soon it will find a home. You never know. Anyway. Cool. Our outro song is called "Creep It All" by Jonathan Colton, and thank you, fuck. Thank you, fuck off, and have a swell evening. And this is Real Horror Show (laughs) signing off. Bye.